Blog Talk Radio. this weekend 
um, so you can see my face and give another word of encouragement to everyone that's in those nursing homes who's going through a lot. You got your Bible just so you get it ready. I got two other people that's going to say a few quick words, and then I'm going to get into it. So if you have your Bible, go to Luke, uh, the seventh chapter of Luke. And the first person I'm going to bring on, he just wants to say a few words, is my son, if he's there. And um, I think he's there. You there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I know you only got a few minutes, so go ahead and say what you got to say so we can keep it moving. Um, you know, I just, like you said, you know, you've been in the hospital for the last week. Um, dealing with a lot. Um, you know, just uh, keep doing what you're doing. You know, your heart's in the right place. Um, despite any obstacle, you know, you know how to uh, overcome it. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh <laughs> Inspiring people, leading by example, and uh, yeah. Okay, thank you, son. I appreciate it. This is my son, my youngest son, Kajana. He has a podcast. Um, do you want to tell me the day that your podcast is on? Uh, Chaos Talk with a K. Um, all one word: Chaos Talks. Uh, K H A O S T A. LKV on YouTube, um, you know, appreciate the support, uh, tune in, and uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, thanks, son. Appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. Again, my son, my son, uh, my baby boy has his own podcast called Chaos Talks as well, but he spells it with a K. And what we're trying to do with Chick-fil-A, me and him, is trying to feed the communities. Um, We're not just going to do Warren. We're also going to try to do the area he's in in Maryland as well. So we will be looking out for some other sponsors to help us finance this. But, again, right now, tonight, we're being financed with uh, – Chick-fil-A, and um, on tomorrow night for our Bible study, they'd sing nursing homes will be listening, and as soon as I get a head count how many was in there tonight, we're going to take care of their meal on tomorrow. Not meal, but a little snack we're going to give. I have one other person I want to bring on, a uh, long-time friend, mentor, um, uh, knows everything about me, bad and good, and uh, he's on Wednesday nights. Uh, doing end-time teaching, watchmen on the wall. Uh, everywhere I go, I try to bring him with me, and he's going to have a few quick words tonight. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to turn it over to Elder Bazaar. Elder Bazaar, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, Doc. I'm right here. Hey, I, I appreciate you, uh, uh, Derek, for your endeavor to do what God has called you to do. And I'm praying for you and encouraging you. I'm going to let the people know that you are a man of God. And I know you're going through situations. And I know all about it. Because I've been ministering to people and preaching on the street. I've been preaching in nursing homes. I've been preaching on the air. And I thank God for you. And I want you to be encouraged. And don't let Satan try to defeat you because you're doing an awesome thing which needs to be done. And I know it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to get in churches to preach the word of God. So the Lord got you on the air. And by having you on the air, you can reach a lot of people 
You can encourage a lot of people because the world needs to hear the gospel. I know it's heard in churches today, but a lot of churches not preaching the real gospel. And I know I've been your mentor ever since you were 17 years old at Agape Assembly. And you've been going through some trying times, but the Bible says count it all joy. Count it all joy when trials and temptation come because you know Satan don't want you to do what, you, what you're doing. And I'm praying for you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to pray for you before I leave the air. And anytime that you need me, I'll be right there for you in prayer, be right there in person uh, to let you know, because we do know without a fact, without a shadow of doubt, Jesus Christ is coming back. And that's why you're having so much trouble now, because Satan is roaring like a lion, trying to devour those that are doing God's work. And I want to encourage you to continue to do God's work. Don't let nothing defeat you. Don't let problems and situations. God got you. He got you in his hand. And I'm going to pray for you right now, and then I'm going to let you go on with your your service. Father, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for Brother Derek and his family, and, and, and bless him right now. Rebuke Satan, uh, trying to defeat the purpose, afflicting him and causing problems that is just coming out of nowhere. But we know that you are God of gods, and you're the Lord of lords, and you're the host of hosts. And we want you to have your way through his life that he can preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to let the world know without salvation, without Christ in your life, you're lost. And lost people, they're going to end up in hell if they don't get saved. And Brother Derek, he's going to preach the gospel to you, the gospel of love, mercy, goodness, and forgiveness of sin through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. We thank you, Lord, right now. Go with him, touch him, encourage him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord got you back, and I got you back. So you go ahead and do what you got to do. Definitely. Definitely. I just wanted to let you know because I got my sponsor listening. You're one of the longest people that's been on the air on Wednesday night or whenever Uh you do your show. You've been on since, I believe, 2012. Yeah, 2012. So, so, so you know, you you you've been right there through the thick and the thin. So I just want to say thank you for being on tonight. I appreciate you. All right. And definitely. All right. And uh, I know I got your support. So, with that being said, thanks, Elder. And if any, for those that are listening on Wednesday nights, you'll be on at nine o'clock. So in the nursing home, they'll nine also o'clock. get nine o'clock on Wednesday night. Watchmen. All right. Tomorrow. All right. Thanks, All right. Doc. Yeah. God bless. Thank you. And with that, we're going to get uh, in some things. Uh, I'm not going to try to hold you long, but uh, I'm not going to even lie to you. I'm not going to even front. I feel good in my spirit because uh, I was in the hospital all last week. Blood pressure was just just through the roof. And as I was talking to my doctors and, and everything through the week, <clears throat> told me to shut my phone off, just don't talk to nobody, just just work on getting healthy and as I took that advice and and I not really been talking too much um for a simple reason the Lord has been dealing with me on some issues and and um if I would use a title for night tonight it would be um making sense out of nonsense 
And uh, we're going to talk about that. But before I get into the word again, Luke, the 7th, and I'm going to start at the 11th verse when you get it. <clears throat> I'm going to start. But before we get there, um, just a little bit about me. Um, there, there's a lot of times when when you got to make sense out of nonsense and you 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 understand and being in the Lord as long as I've been in the Lord is like when I got out of the hospital Friday evening and I was coming home and I was turning my phone on and I went to my emails, I didn't realize how many people was affected by me not being on the air on Monday. Now, if it was just one, that's one too many. But there were several people that reached out through my email and some people through Texas. And then uh, these community people was trying to get a hold of me all last week, all last weekend. Um, on Sunday, I normally do a broadcast and Sunday morning, Praise Tabernacle, and then Sunday at 5 with uh, Elder Bazaar. But I didn't do no shows Sunday um, two weeks ago because I was so stressed and I was so, there was so much hell going on around me. And I was trying to make, sense out of nonsense and I couldn't do it but when I got out of the hospital um, and these people was wanting me to bring back uh, to the nursing home they like we really enjoyed what you were doing during the pandemic is any way and these people reached out to me to hear the word of God now all the hell that I was going through I'm like, Lord, do I really want to do this? Because I was about to shut it down for a minute and take a break. And as I began to talk with certain people, yeah, maybe you should take a break for a while, you know, sit down. And and then the Lord kind of fussed at me a little bit. <clears throat> and even today, I really wasn't sure I was going on today, but I went to the doctors and y'all keep me in prayer because I have a small procedure on Friday. And, and to get my health back together. You know, we're going, we're going to do this thing the right way. And the difference between today and maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks ago is I was only trying to deal with a little bit of the issues, not the whole issues that's going on and that, that I'm dealing with. And um, a lot of times you think because you know the word or you've been in the church, you, you, you have an easy just quote scriptures. And a lot of times the Lord is trying to get your attention. <clears throat> and now that he has my attention, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to uh, play with it no more. Um, I preached before and said, you're going to see a different Derek. And, and that's true. The Lord was trying to get me to see things differently, the way I teach, the way I preach. And I'm very thankful for everyone, praise Tabernacle, for teaching me to be able to look at scriptures a little differently. And this is what we're going to do tonight uh, when I look at the scriptures. And I don't want to uh, uh, sound like Mitch Vegetables going back and forth, but there's a lot of issues going on. And at the end of the day, it's just the devil trying not to keep me from doing the Lord's work. Now, had I not went on today, these people in the nursing homes would not be able to hear the word of God. And we're going to set it up, and hopefully I can make the trip to Ohio this weekend because I'm going to put it on contract that we are in these facilities and we'll be able to feed these people doing what God wants me to do. And the Lord just put this on my heart when I saw it <clears throat> on yesterday because, again, 
I was thinking about canceling him today. But the Lord has opened up more no, more doors. And I'm like, Lord, why are you opening these doors? You know I got all this hell going on around me. How am I supposed to deal with these issues and this and that? And, and the Lord gave me uh, Luke 7, 11 through 17. And um, when I saw this and I read it, I preached it before. But, again, the Lord is doing something because I see something totally different in in the Scriptures. And, and I'm going to go to... Um, Luke, the seventh chapter. Again, I want to thank Elder Bazaar for uh, being on tonight. I want to thank my baby boy for coming on and supporting. And my son is, uh, uh, that's my backbone. He knows everything that goes on. And, and because of everything that's going on, he's been able to give me encouraging words and, and everything that I need. So with that being said, <laughs> Um, I'm going to title this tonight, Making Sense Out of Nonsense. And again, we're coming out of Luke, the seventh chapter, verses 11 through 17. And I just, I just want you to follow with me through the scriptures. And it says, soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him as he approached the town gate. A dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. 13. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and said, don't cry. Verse 14. They went up and touched the bear they were carrying carrying him on, and the bear stood still and said, young man, I say to you, Get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. And they all were filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judah and the surrounding country. And we're going to talk about making sense out of nonsense. And and I want us to look in the scriptures because everything that I'm going to talk about is right here in the scriptures. And and you got to understand that uh, this town called Nan is the only time that it's mentioned in the Bible. And uh, there was a funeral procession going on with a mother and her son. And a crowd of people was with her, and they were sad. They were mourning. They were all upset because she had lost, and if you look in the Bible, her only son. And then, uh, I'm going to get back to that in a minute, and coming into the city was Jesus and a large crowd. And if you go back and you read a little bit in Luke, the seventh chapter, uh, Jesus had went and healed a man, and it was such a miracle that the man was healed uh, Jesus and the disciples and the crowd were, were, were with Jesus, and they were happy, and, and they were excited about what Jesus was doing. And, and here you have Jesus walking into this town with a crowd of people who were happy, who were celebrating. And then you had another crowd of people walking out that were mourning and crying and upset and hurt. And the two crowds met. And when they met, uh, 
carrying the boy. You got to understand the boy had died and they were already had the funeral. They already said the scriptures, sung the song, and they was taking him to the final resting place. And as they was carrying him out, Jesus and his crowd was coming in. And and this this is very funny because you have one crowd of people who are sad, upset, hurt for the loss, and you have another crowd that was excited, that was to, excited to be around Jesus. And as they were <clears throat> coming in, um, it says that the mother who lost her only son, that's what the scripture says, it was her only son. And if you go back and you look at that time in history, uh, that was her support. That was her, you know, when a mother had a son, that, you know, that was her support, and she lost it. And the Bible says that um, not only was it her only son, but she was a widow. So she knew about loss because she had lost the husband. And now she lost her only child. And and if you look at the scriptures, it says that um, when Jesus saw her, his heart went out to her. He saw her pain. He saw her her discomfort. He saw everything about her. And, 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 and out of all the people, he saw what she was going through. And it says that his heart, that his heart went out to her. He was he was uh, uh, compassionate by her pain. He was he was feeling her pain. And what I'm trying to say to some people tonight who may be going through some things, maybe like myself, sometimes we're going through so much stuff. Jesus can see what we're going through. And 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 what happened and what I like about this, he says he saw saw her. His heart went out to her, and he said, "Don't cry." Now, when I saw that don't cry, it kind of bothered me for a little bit because I felt like Jesus was being insensitive because he just lost her son. How are you going to tell someone who's hurting not to cry? How are you going to tell someone who's going through some things and, 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 and feeling a certain way not to cry? It kind of bothered me for a minute, but, but when I thought about it for a minute, the Lord been like, this just ain't anybody talking. This ain't Peter. This ain't John. This ain't one of the disciples. This is Jesus talking. And when he saw her, he said, don't cry. And that's very important because I'm telling some people who may be hurting tonight not to cry. And I'm not saying that, but the Lord in me is saying that, and the Lord is telling you not to cry. Well, why would he tell her uh, uh, not to cry? Because Evidently, when we're going through so much stuff and, and, and we feel like we're heavy-hearted and we feel like the situation that we're going through is dead, and you got to understand this is her son. He's a dead boy. He's, he's a dead son. But you got to understand she's getting ready to run into another son. And, and the reason he told her not to cry is because he was heightening, I'm saying right, heightening her expectations. And a lot of times, even though you're going through a lot of hell, even though you're going through a lot of hurt, Jesus is telling you to wipe yourself off. Stop crying about the situation because he's getting ready to heighten 
to ex- heighten your expectations, even though the situation looks bad, even though the boy is dead, even though there's no more hope, there's nothing else that anybody else can do. See, this is what makes you feel good because God can see your pain. He can see what you're going through. And because he can see what you're going through, he can wipe your tears away and tell you not to cry because he's getting ready to do something that's getting ready to be, oh, he's getting ready to be awesome. It's getting ready to be great. It's getting ready to be something that can't nobody else see because everybody else see is a dead boy. All they see is a dead situation. They didn't already had the funeral. Everything is already done. They, all they got to do is put him in the ground and go back to the synagogue and eat some chicken and drink some Kool-Aid because that's what we do when we bury the dead. That, that's exactly how we, we, we do things. But see, Jesus is telling us, stop crying. Wipe your eyes, especially if you got a relationship with the Lord. He's telling you, don't worry about it because I, I, I got you. I'm just heightening the expectations because people are kind you out to be dead. People uh, say there's no hope for you. People are saying there's nothing for you to do anymore. And this is what I like, and this is what gets me excited, and this is what the Lord is giving me, because then Jesus went up after he spoke to her. And that's another thing. He spoke to her. And see, Jesus is speaking to some of us right now, and he's telling us, don't cry. See, a lot of people will tell you to sit down and don't do this and don't do that and take a break. You've been in the hospital. You've been sick. Maybe you need to take a time out. But I'm here to say, because the Lord is showing me, no, he's not telling me that. He's telling me to wipe my tears. I know you've been going through some hell. I know this situation ain't always been right. I know you made some mistakes. I know you may have failed here and there, but I'm here to wipe the tears away. I'm here to tell you that we're getting ready to do something that awesome that can't nobody do but Jesus. Can't no man do it. Can't no one else do it but Jesus. And you think I'm going to sit down on God? You think I'm going to cancel my shows? You think I'm going to stop going to church? You think I'm going to just be quiet because situations don't seem right? No, 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 no. Jesus saying don't cry no more. He, he didn't wipe my eyes. And the fact of the matter, even though it looks like it's a dead situation, then Jesus went up. <clears throat> And he stood next to the coffin or the the bear, B-I-E-R, that was was the coffin. And and he stood next to it and he touched it and he spoke to that dead thing. See, this is what we got to understand. See, some of us, and all of us ain't saved, sanctified, and filled with the coast all the time. Some of us, we get caught up in situations and we become dead. But see, you got to understand, Jesus can touch the dead and he can resurrect the dead. And see, sometimes we got to understand that this is what Jesus is trying to do. Sometimes you got to die in order to get resurrected. Sometimes you got to go through some things in order for Jesus to touch you so he can get the glory. He can get the praise, and it's all on him. We just got to be there, amen. And as he saw the woman and he talked to the woman, stop crying and wipe your eyes, and then he did something. He went and touched and talked to the dead boy. He went and talked to the dead boy. So you got to understand, this young, this boy was a young boy, and he was dead, and he was meeting another young boy, amen, These, and, and that, that could resurrect him. And as Jesus went up and he started to talk to the boy, he touched the coffin. And he said, as he touched and stood, he said, young man, I say to you, get up. And see, a lot of time God is telling us, the Lord is telling us in the situations that we're going through, in the situations that we're in, he's telling us to get up. Yeah, he's telling us to get up. Forget what the crowd's saying. Forget what everybody else saying. He's telling us to get up. It's all right. All right, all right. it's all right. I got you. To get up. And the, and the man in the, in the verse 15 and the dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back. To his mother. See right there, that that's another thing that I can just preach fifteen by itself. And he sat up and began to talk. And see, he began to talk and Jesus gave him back 
to his mother. See, one thing about what's going on is sometimes we can be down and we can be out. But when Jesus touches us, we can get up and we got something to say. We can get up. Now, now I look in all the, the texts and the books and scholars, and I don't think no one knows what this boy said. No one has a clue of what he said. And I'm glad we don't know what he said because I can put myself in that situation because at one point in time I was dead. And at one point I was out. And at one point I was going through some situations that I didn't understand. But see, I'm about to make sense out of the nonsense because when God touched me and he talked to me and I got up and I got to talk, the one thing that I can say, and I'm going to say it tonight because I'm getting ready to close this sermon, is I can say thank you. Because I believe the young boy said thank you. And you see, that's all I want to say tonight is thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being there. Thank you for touching me. Thanking you for raising me up out of situations after situations after situations after situations. One thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be churchy. I'm not. I'm not going to run from the situations. I'm here to face it dead on. The Lord is a blessing. He's going to continue to bless even though I'm living in a, a hellish situation. The Lord is going to bless. There's demons all around. The Lord is still going to bless me. Even though the situation ain't right, the Lord is telling me tonight, you got to get up. And when you get up, I'm going to give you back. And when you give you back, I'm going to give you back. And we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm not just going to be quiet because people think I'm going through hell. I'm not going to be quiet because people want to throw dirt on my name. I'm not going to be quiet because people want to insinuate and make accusations and think that they know the truth, but they don't know the truth because I'm telling you right now, as sure as my name is Derek, as sure as I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, I've made some mistakes, but God is still in my life. I made some mistakes, but I'm not going to turn my back on God. I refuse to turn my back on the Lord. I refuse to take a break because blood pressure is high. I refuse to take a break because diabetes is out of control because of the hell that I'm living in and the hell that's around me and the hell that I got to go through. I understand certain things now that I didn't understand before. And see, right now, God is telling me it's time for you to get up and start talking. All right, we understand about the mistakes. We understand about the things that you may have done that may not have been right or this, that, or the other, but let the other people deal with that. You keep doing my work. And as I woke up yesterday and I saw these emails and these people asking me, me of all people, why, Lord, why? Why didn't you just let it not even be there and just let this thing close? And the Lord said, you got work to do. And ain't nobody... Even him had to go through some had to go through some things, and it's not about how you go through it. Is it you gonna stop serving God or you gonna continue to serve God? Because a lot of people get sick, you don't see them no more. A lot of people sin, you don't see them no more, because people look at them and people they're going by what people say and what people think, and we don't even know the truth. And sometimes you got to go through certain situations in order to get to different levels. And when you go through certain situations, the Lord is going to be, can you preach? My bishop told me this last December, and I'll never forget it. Can you preach while you're in prison? And I, I didn't understand it. Then I thought I understood it. Then the other day he said, you know, after I got done preaching, he said, you know, you preach like that. That the devil going to come even harder, not realize what was going on, not realizing what was being said to me, not realize the setup the Lord was doing for me. Sometimes you got to make mistakes, so none of us is perfect. But it's not making the mistakes, it's how you deal with it 
after you make the mistakes? Can you repent? Can you fall on your knees and say, Lord, it's all you. And when Lord touches you, it gives you the power. All right, that's in the sea. You ain't got to worry about that no more. You got work to do. Keep doing my work. Keep doing what I'm telling you to do. And one of the things that I like about this is in verse 16, it says they all were filled with awe and praise God. Now, all the people that were there were filled with awe and praise and praise God. This is what excites me, verse 16. And they, and they were all filled with awe and praise God. It wasn't their miracle. It wasn't their blessing. But they still praise God for somebody else's miracle. They still praise God for somebody else that was being delivered. They still praise God because the dead was woken up again. They still praise God. And because they praise God, I'm telling you, stop praising God for your own miracles and start praising God for somebody else. Because when you start praising God for someone else, it don't make your situation look that bad as it is because you know how to give praise for somebody else. And because you know how to give praise for someone else, someone else is going to give praise for you. So stop looking at folks with a, with, a, with a messed up eye and just thank God that they still have the mind to serve Christ. Just thank God because they still pushing and pushing to serve Christ. Stop trying to sit. And when I say this, I'm talking about church folks. Sit everybody down. Stop trying to take sabbaticals on the Lord. You need to get more with the Lord today than you ever need to be with the Lord because the devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy and destroy your ministry. And if God called you to do a ministry and you ain't doing your ministry, so many people cannot hear the word of God, because you're not doing what God called you to do. Don't worry about what God's called me to do, because I'm going to take care of what God called me to do, because I'm not going to shut up and I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to continue to push and fight and push and fight and push and fight. Now, how are you going to continue to push and fight, Oliver? Your, your health ain't right. Well, we talked to the doctors. The doctor told me what to do. But at the same time, as I opened up my email on Sunday, and I saw in my hometown, they wanted me to come and hear the word that we preach. Not me, we, the whole body, my bishop, my first lady, my first lady, the ministers, the deacons, want to hear everybody, not just on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. And I'm sitting here and I'm praising God because he's using the little old me and the little old blog talk to go out and bless other people to hear the word of God. Yeah, they listen to me tonight, but tomorrow night they're going to get a treat because they're going to hear evangelists, bishops, elders, preachers, all in one setting. I didn't know about that until about a few minutes ago when I read a text of what we were doing tomorrow night. And I'm going to sit up here and be sad because my health may be a little off, because the situation I'm in may be a little dark and gloom. And I know y'all probably wondering what's dark and gloom. Well, you need, that's really none of your business, but because I'm out here and I'm saying it, there's just a lot of hell going on around. And if you understand what I just said about the praise report, you can understand why I got a lot of hell around me, why people don't want to see me succeed. They want me to be quiet. Why well, can't be quiet? When I mess up, I'm very transparent. Father, forgive me. 
But when I'm doing the work of the Lord, I will never sit down and be quiet. I'm going to continue to preach and preach and teach and do what God has called me to do. Again, Disney, a multi-billion company. All I got to do is make a phone call. Chick-fil-A now. We've been giving away Chick-fil-A cards to the football team. Now we're going to start giving Chick-fil-A to the people in the nursing home again. And when I say we, me and the team that I'm with, because every time someone comes on blog talk and preaches the gospel, believe you me, the Lord is well pleased with what we're doing because we don't have to do it. Y'all don't got to listen in tonight. Y'all could have been watching a TV show. Y'all could be doing other things, but you tune in every Monday night. And when we wasn't on last Monday because I was in the hospital, and yet the response I got by the people, where was you at? And then I get people in nursing homes. We enjoy you. When can you get back in here? No, you need to come down here and make sure that we, we own every time you own. We want to hear. You need to come down here. And I said to myself, okay, okay, Lord. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not going to run from it, and I'm not going to be quiet about it. And I can say this to all the people out there that don't really care for me and really don't like me and really trying to stop what God is trying to do. This is me, and and this is me. Do the Lord. And I, when I say this, I, I, I don't, you know, the hell with you. I'm not going to stop serving the Lord for nobody. 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 I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to sit down. And if you're sitting down on the Lord, whatever your situation is, shame on you. The only way you're going to get back and get right is by serving the Lord. And one thing that I'm learning and one thing that I'm being chastised about is when you do wrong and you get convicted by the Lord, it hurts so bad you don't want to do it again. But at the same token, it ain't going to make you want to sit down. It's going to make you want to even go even further and fight even harder and not make the same mistakes that you made. So the mistakes I made yesterday, I ain't going to make them tomorrow, I guarantee you. But I don't necessarily mean I'm not going to make a mistake again in my life because that's impossible. And this this, this is for Derek and, and, and for the people in the nursing homes. We just wanted to say, you know, welcome to the team. Welcome, uh, welcome back, uh, <clears throat> community skilled uh, nursing home. We we during the pandemic that was one of the ones, the first ones that we were we were doing, and we were praying for folks. We're gonna get back to doing all that over again, even if I have to take a special day and just get one of the elders or the deacons to come and pray for y'all. We will definitely do that. It don't necessarily have to be me. But we got enough deacons and elders and, and people that can pray for you on a certain day. You can have direct contact with us, just like you're listening to us tonight. I promise you tomorrow I'm going to have some type of Chick-fil-A as soon as I get the head count. And I promise you if I get up there this weekend, we're going to put this thing down in black and white, that every time that we're on the air preaching the gospel, you will have a place to go and listen. And not only that, but because we want to be active in the community, not just here in Lawrenceville, but any community we can get in, we're going to try to get in there. I'm thankful tonight because I got my son working with me. I'm so 
that that's the biggest blessing I got going on with me. His chaos talk and his podcast not a little different than mine, but at the same token, we're trying to do and serve the community together. And 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 that's what we're going to do. Elder Bazaar, right there in one where these nursing homes is at, he's going to make sure that they get fed for me when I'm not there. And we're going to continue to preach the gospel. Tomorrow night, we got Bible study. It's going to be a great Bible study tomorrow night because it's just not one teacher. You're going to hear a variety of teachers teaching tomorrow night. It's going to be excited. You're going to enjoy God's word, not because Derek said it, because the Lord set it up that way. I ain't had nothing to do with that. I read the text five minutes before I came on the air, and I didn't know that we were switching the teachings in the Bible study where everybody going to be on display tomorrow night. Everybody going to be on display. So you're going to hear some good comments from some good teachers, some good leaders that can help you, whatever the situation you're going through, will be able to help you at some point. This is what it's all about. It ain't about me. The Lord just used me because he chose me. And because he chose me, he's going to continue to elevate me. And because he's going to continue to elevate me, there's things that I can do that don't don't happen for nobody else. It's just like that. And I don't expect you to understand it because you don't walk with me and the Lord walk, and you don't hear what the Lord is telling me. And the way the Lord tells me and instructs me, that's just the way I roll. You're not going to agree with everything that I do, and that's fine, too. The Lord told me, didn't know everyone agree with him either. And everybody agreeing with you, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. I'm just thankful tonight. I'm 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 done. I'm done. And like I said, sometimes you got to make sense out of the nonsense. And now that I'm starting to see some things, and I'm starting to see some things clearer, sometimes that's the best way to clean your own self up is when you see, and then you get chastised, and then the Lord talks to you and deals with you. But at the same time, He's still blessing you, and still blessing you. You may not feel good, but He still is blessing you. One of the things that um, I shared with my doctor, and um, and I'm going to be done, uh, is he asked me how I felt like I felt before. I told him, you know, when my dad died, I had, um, it was unexpected. You know, my father worked out. He worked out three times a week, uh, lifting weights. He was almost like a bodybuilder type, and he was in good shape. Um, for his age, 50, he was taking pictures and making muscles and, you know, he bulked up and, um, on a Friday I was going to Columbus. Uh, I just graduated and I had just, uh, got my criminal justice degree and I was going to take the state highway patrol test because I wanted to be a state highway patrol. We had to be there Saturday morning and stayed a week all day Saturday to take some tests. But as I was leaving, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had pagers, and I got a 911 page from my stepmom. Said, get to the hospital. And I had just talked to my dad, and he just said he had a headache. And I said, okay, you'll be all right. He said, yeah, I'm good. And when I got to the hospital, he had had a massive heart attack. And um, it was rough because I'd never seen him like that. And I couldn't make sense of it. And right before he died, I was in the room by myself. My stepmother went home. My brother had went to my apartment. And he asked me if I, if I was there. I said, yeah. And he said, um, 
keep taking care of the business. And I know what he meant because my father at the time before he passed, we had um, used to go to the jail on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday we would go to the jail and I would have to take him. So that was part of the ministry. Um, we had a food pantry where we'd go drop food off to the to the neighborhood. We would just go drop food off and to senior citizens we'd just drop food off. We would we would do that. Um and then, you know, he had a thing called Christians in Recovery where drug addicts would come into the school and sit and and talk about their issues. We were doing it. We were helping people, always helping people, always helping people. And then it just got instilled in me to help people. And when he died and I was up there looking at his body, it was just like I couldn't make sense of it. I couldn't get it. I couldn't understand it. And I never felt like that. And then trying to make sense of it. So I just went into a little thing where I felt like I just got to help everybody. Then the person who I got the biggest support from, my sister, um, no matter how bad I could get or how bad situation was, my sister would always be there to uplift me. Wrong, right, it didn't matter. My sister would always be the one. And when I started this chaos, my sister was my biggest, she was my biggest supporter. And we would give away turkeys for Thanksgiving. We were doing so much stuff in the community. And my sister was right there with me. And um, I'll never forget the day, because it was December 11th, my birthday. I was dropping my baby boy off at my mom's house, and and it was right two weeks before Christmas. And my sister was was at my mom's, and um, I went in there, and it was snowing real bad. And her and my mom was putting the Christmas decorations up. And um, they always did it on my birthday, but just tradition. And as I was leaving, I told my sister, be careful. She said, I will. She told me to be careful. I said, well, you know, we had a little joke. And next thing I know, I'm at work. I get a call that she was in a bad accident. A few days later, she passed. And I couldn't make sense of it. So it made me even work even harder. But I never dealt with some of the things that I needed to deal with. Not even with my father or my sister. Didn't realize that until recently. And the pastor, our pastor, Bishop Obama, been talking about mental health. And now I was in the hospital. I'm thinking about some things. I'm always trying to help, 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 help. Sometimes it was because I'm not my father. I'm not my sister. I'm just, I'm who God called me to be. And I can never walk in their shoes. But at the same time, it just made me look at some things a little differently. And then when you're in a situation trying to help people who don't want help and you're trying it, it, it causes you to, to do things you really don't want to do, trying to put a puzzle piece in a puzzle that doesn't fit. And, and then you, you, you just make bad decisions. And for a long time, that's what I've been doing, but I recognize it don't mean I'm not saved. It doesn't mean I don't have the anointing. It doesn't mean that I don't have the spirit of, uh, <clears throat> uh, that I don't recognize certain things. But sometimes you get so caught up, you block things off. Well, right now, I think I told my wife, I'm standing out butt naked. Everything is exposed. And I don't feel ashamed at all. I don't. For the first time since I've been preaching the gospel, I actually feel better today than I ever felt. Because I'm out there. 
And, and, and when you, you think, take this and I'm done. When you think about taking your clothes off, everyone look at their body and they don't like this, they don't like that, and they try to cover it up. I need you to think about that spiritually. And when you try to cover it up, you're hiding from God. God can't dwell in something you're trying to cover up. So unless you get happy with who God made you to be and just be happy with what God is giving you, you ain't got to clean up nothing. Because God didn't make no mistakes, and you ain't got to cover yourself up. You really don't. Hopefully you understood something. Hopefully you got something out of this tonight, making sense out of nonsense. And when that boy sat up, said something, he gave him back to his mother, and everyone was in awe. And see, you got to understand that that you got to start thanking the Lord, praising the Lord for people who's being blessed and not just you. Stop looking at you. Stop making a situation about you and start thanking the Lord for these other people. I'm so thankful tonight for the people at Community Skilled Healthcare and Washington Square Nursing Home. I thank the Lord for them because it's not about me tonight. This message went for them. It's not about me being sick. This is about them because they got some issues that's deeper than mine. Some of them got to get seven, eight shots. Some of them are on oxygen. Some of them can't leave their bed. And yet I have the audacity to complain. And I'm going to sit down on God? No. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to thank the Lord for them because they reached out to us. And when I say us, I'm talking about my Praise Tabernacle family. So every time Tuesday night they're on, we going to make sure that they got something to eat. We're going to make sure they're comfortable when the word of God goes out. On Wednesday, we're working on a different sponsor. If anybody want to sponsor about 15, 16 people for some meals on a Wednesday, let me know. Let me know. We're going to make it happen. Even if you don't, we're going to make it happen anyway. But just in case you want to be blessed, just like I'm blessed. And I'm sorry a lot of people can't see it like that. I'm sorry that the Lord moves in my life a little differently than he moves in everybody else's life. But everything that the Lord has blessed me with, and I've been able to give back to bless other people. Don't never bet against the Lord or his children, because you'll come up losing every time. And that's all I got to say tonight. Hopefully y'all got something out of this tonight. Again, our weekly schedule uh, uh, tonight, DNK Bible Break. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, tomorrow night, we have Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. And I'm just telling you, um, be in for a treat for tomorrow night. Uh, everyone is going to be going at it. Um, so so just, I'm not going to even, I don't have to hype up God's word. Just be ready for tomorrow night. Um, and then Wednesday night, um, we're going to do uh End time teaching with Elder Bazaar. And again, I want to thank him for his prayer. I want to again thank my son for his uh, coming on to support his dad. And, um, you know, it, it's just good to have support sometimes, especially, especially when you're going through. And I know there's some people who text me. I ain't been able to text back, but I, the ones I was able to text back is very appreciative because sometimes you just need to hear a voice from someone that's not around the situation because 
that's when you know you're really appreciative. And you're doing what God has called you to do. And the devil is just trying to make me rethink was I really called or not. And the truth of the matter is, I know I've been called. I have too many people around me, too many people that's blessing and that wants to be a blessing. I ain't saying that to make but I can't stand sin. Even though I've sinned and I've messed up, can't stand it. Can't stand to be around it. Can't stand to be in it. Because a lot of times when you're around it and you're in it, sometimes when your flesh gets weak or your spirit gets weak and stuff just creeps in. But that's a sermon for another day. Again, I love this, this, this scripture, Luke 7, 11 through 17, making sense out of nonsense. Jesus saw her pain. Out of all the people, he saw her. He talked to her. And it didn't take him all day to fix it. Immediately, that young man, he spoke to that boy, and that dead thing came up. Don't take all day for the Lord to work. Some of y'all like to take all day. Some of y'all been praying for the same prayer for 20 years because you haven't acted on it. You haven't did anything. All you've been doing is telling the Lord about your problems, but you haven't done nothing to address the problems. And you're not going to let God bless you unless you take action. Not just confessing it, but you got to have some actions behind your confession. So if you think I'm going to sit down on God right now, no, nah, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So with that being said, also the rest of the week, y'all know the rest of the schedule for chaos. Um, uh, Monday, DNK, Tuesday, Praise Tabernacle Bible Study, Wednesday, Watchmen on the Wall. Also Wednesday morning, you have event break. Thursday, you had a Royal Blue at family. Um, Saturday, you have uh, Overseer uh, Spiritual Insights with Overseer Timothy Jackson. And Sunday, you have Praise Tabernacle Church at 9 a.m. Bishop Omar Zachary will be preaching the Word of God on this Sunday, 9 p.m. right here on Blog Talk, and you can catch him on Facebook Live at uh, Praise Tabernacle Church. And with that being said, I think that's everything I got. Again, um, <clears throat> we're going to a new level. I can see it. I can feel it. And and I'm going to keep doing what God has called me to do. And, again, I'm not going to let the health, I'm not going to let accusations, I'm not going to let the doctors, I'm not going to let anyone tell me when the Lord has already blessed me and he's already told me, you keep doing what you're doing, and I'll work on the rest. I got you. He healed me from cancer. He got me. He got me. That being said, I'm going to close this out with prayer. And we'll be back next Monday, DNK Bible Break. It'll be me and my wife or both of us um, next Monday. We will have the word because hopefully, um, well, not hopefully, I already know, we're going to go get this on contract so people can listen to us um, every day of the week. And uh, hopefully uh, Chick-fil-A will, will be sponsoring us all three days. Um, we're going to try to see if we can make that happen. Um, if anyone want to be a blessing, give me a call. If you ain't got my number, you should have my email. If you ain't got my email, then shame on you. 
So with that being said, I'm about to close this out. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you right now. Father God, we want to thank you for the listeners that listen. We want to thank you for the new opportunity we have to bring the gospel into nursing homes. Father God, Father God, we ask that you continue to let us grow. We ask that you continue to bless us, Father God. Father God, bless everyone that comes on this air, that they may be able to be a blessing. They may be able to give a word of encouragement. They may be able to give a word of hope. They may be able to give a word of Jesus to someone who may not know Jesus. Father God, I ask you to watch over me, watch over my wife, watch over our family, watch over our kids and grandkids, Father God. Father God, I ask you to watch over the leaders, Father God, our leaders, our pastors. Father God, watch over him right now, Father God. Strengthen him and his family right now, Father God. Watch over all the leaders, the ministers, the elders, the deacons, the evangelists, Father God. We ask you to watch over all of them right now, Father God. Father God, special friendships that we have, Father God, to give me a word of encouragement that is pushing me to go to another level. We want to thank you for them, too, as well, Father God. Father God, I may not call their names, but they know who they are, Father God. Father God, I ask you to continue to bless us and continue to guide us, Father God. A special shout-out, special prayer to my son, Father God. Bless him, Father God, as he tries to walk in the footsteps, Father God, but he's doing it on his own, Father God, the way you called him to do it, Father God. But the fact that we're able to do this together, to feed the community together, Father God, in your name, Father God, is the biggest blessing of all for me, Father God. And we just ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And again, if y'all ain't got nothing else to do, whatever, I can't remember his, uh, my son's um, podcast. But it's a little different. It's a little different. It ain't like me. But eventually it's going to be like me because we don't really have a choice. And the fact that we're working together with Chick-fil-A to try to feed the community, that's the biggest blessing I got today. Pray for me. i got to have a small procedure on Friday. Um, I've been looking for a long time. Not only am I going to get myself better spiritually, I'm going to get myself better physically. So with that being said, we are out. Thank you all for listening to DNK Bible Break. Again, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. You don't want to miss it. It will be a blessing. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.